Welcome to Altered State of Affairs, the podcast with Gerald Kasimov, produced by the team at CastSource. This is season two, Reach for the Stars. Reach for the Stars, the much-anticipated second installment in the Altered State of Affairs series, is now available on Amazon. Visit GeraldKasimov.com for more articles, podcast episodes, and links to some of the author's favorite local and indie bookstores. All right, we are back. Book two, Reach for the Stars. There's a line we were talking about when we're going to restart this podcast. And I asked you some topics that we want to talk about. And the first topic that came to your mind was dream big and reach for the stars. And that line hits you when you hear it at any point. And when it's used in this book, it hits very hard and it makes you think and it makes you want to go for something, right? It makes you want to reach for the stars. Dream big and reach for the stars. Tell me about it. Well, that's what I firmly believe in. It's on multiple levels of here, now, everywhere. You know, the simple way to say it is, is what you do, what one does in life, and tries to attain their goals. You, know, you reach for the stars. That's what you do. I used to give motivating, motivational speeches to that. You know, like always reach as high as you can reach, and great things will come true. Dream big. Dream big. So if you have aspirations to do something, dream big and reach for the stars. In the book, that was one of the things that you could draw from it. But what Cindy was trying to do with Stephen was to reach the stars to communicate with extraterrestrials or on a different metaverse. And there's so many layers to this. And the reader, the observer, can apply their own beliefs in what was taking place. Was it really they were talking to the stars? Were they talking to extraterrestrials? Or were they just like dreaming? Were they dreaming big? They were trying to accomplish something? So humans, I've always looked up to the skies for inspiration because the belief is that God is up there, superpower is up there, extraterrestrials are up there, so when you dream big, it's a metaphor of looking up, looking to the stars, looking to the heavens, and taking yourself to that next step. So we could talk about this forever, because it's right. more than the book. It's life. It's you know enjoying, having fun, doing something, accomplishing something, whatever that may be. Yeah. And I've mentioned this before. There's a lot of nonfiction in fiction, right. which is, I think, the point that you're getting at yes. and not necessarily saying it that way, but we can learn from reading fiction. We can learn about all sorts of stuff. And I think having these aspirations are really important. I think a lot of times what happens with it, and you use the word here now, with these reach for the stars, we get lost in the, like, the final, what's the outcome? What does that mean if I do that? And where is that going to lead me to? which creates a lot of anxiety and worry about what if it doesn't take place? What if this doesn't happen? And I can relate it to another book. And I told you about this a few weeks ago. I was reading this book and I'm just going to read this line to you real quick. And it's from the book called The Humans by Matt Haig. And towards the end of the book, he gives this advice and it's his advice to his son, who's not really a son and there's extraterrestrials involved. And you know, someone from another planet comes to earth and he's learned a lot while now being on earth. And he said, the past was just the present that had died and the future would never exist anyway. 
because by the time we got to it, the future would have turned into the present. Present was all there was. Uh, reminds me of something <laughs> that I've said to you before, that today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. <laughs> so here it is, here and now. <laughs> so, yeah. That book sounds great. I'm going to have to read it. But it's the here now. So getting back to the point of reaching for the stars, you know, you hear a lot of things of focus on what you can focus on. Perhaps it's related to this ultimate aim that you have. But you don't get lost in that aim and overthinking about, again, like I said, the outcome. I've heard the line, surrender the outcome. Put in the work in the moment because the future doesn't exist. Past doesn't exist. You're here now. And that's what I think you're a lot of times what you're getting at, reaching for the stars. And we can talk about Stephen as a character. Anyway, I'll let you talk about it. Well, the present is the present. I mean, right here. You can't do anything about the past because it's past. And you can't do anything about the future except enjoy this day and reach for the stars to try to make yourself in increments, try to achieve what you want to achieve. But in that book, one could argue that is Cindy really talking? Is she somehow communicating? Is it just uh, Stephen inside of Stephen, his soul, his heart? doing all this stuff? Is he praying? Like, what is really happening? And also, taking one step further, who's listening? Is somebody really listening? We don't know, but there are so many things that have taken place with the book and the one to follow that you would have to think that somebody listened. Yeah. Stephen has a lot of, I don't know what you call it, they used the word before, anxiety. He needs to know what's happened, especially when we're going back to the first book, Altered State of Affairs. And that's very concerning for him, obviously, is like he has so many unknowns in his future and it gets to him. But somehow in the moment, he's able to handle what he needs to handle. Right. And we talk about this in sports. You know, this is as we record this, this is the day after a Monday night football game. Josh Allen, quarterback, you have your Bill's shirt on. What happens in those moments when you're under stress? How do you handle it? How are you managing that situation? And so anyway, taking it back to Stephen, I just saw your bill shirt, so it made me think of that. But as it relates to Stephen, he's dealing with this. How do you balance this anxiety? How does he balance this anxiety with all of this unknown and uncertainty going back to Alter State Affairs, where he knew nothing about what had taken place and how he got to this point. And now he's like going to this next level in this new book, book two of the series, Reach for the Stars. He just he learns by experience. And according to what he's been told, he's been bred for this genetically and character-wise. So he's like the new breed of Mossad super agent and eventually maybe become the leader, leader of the country. He was bred for this. He had no idea he was bred for this. All of a sudden, Avra is thrown into his life. This was supposed to be a matched marriage. So all these things come to him coupled with his anxieties, you know, his anxieties to succeed, his anxieties, afraid of heights, afraid of, you know, claustrophobic stuff. And But he manages to somehow persevere. And he wins the day with his girl. He wins the day with the girl. And he's got another girl involved with him now is Cindy. She's like taking over. Yeah. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening. Is it get to work? type of mentality because 
when he has to do something, he seems very focused on the task at hand, right? You hear that phrase a lot. Is that how he overcomes it? And let me relate this back to you with writing, because it's one thing to write a book, and that's amazing. It's another thing to write another book and have a third book in the series being worked on, and you constantly writing. It's not easy to write 300 pages. It's not easy to write a page. And you can have this ultimate aim of, I'm going to write this book and a second book and a third book, and I'm going to publish these. That's you reaching for the stars. That could be getting in the way, though, of you sitting down to write today, to write 200. I've heard this line. Just go write 200 crappy words, but write something. But anyway, can we relate Stevens just getting to the task at hand to you as a writer to just saying, I just need to write? Absolutely. And Stephen, as we have seen, has become very deliberate. And he can analyze the problem. He can do what he has to do. He killed his partner. He was able to take care of all these things he was able to take care of in the rock slide, shooting terrorists. He's able to persevere. And I think he's gaining confidence now that he's able to do this. But what's thrown him is that all of a sudden he's done all this stuff and now his girl is gone. And he has to get her back. So will he be able to do that? Will he be able to rally the forces, rally the troops, and get Avra back? So, yeah, that's where we are with the book. When did you write this first draft of Reach for the Stars? The last few years probably goes back to uh, had the basic premise and ideas during COVID, I think. But the other book was being edited the first book. So during the editing process, I really started moving full speed ahead with the second book. I mean, it was there, always in the background, just like the third book has been in the background ever since I started writing the second book. Always working on something. As a matter of fact, I have 25% of the fourth book written. Not quite sure where we're going with that. Cindy and Stephen are going to have to tell me, especially Cindy, where we're going to do it. Right. You have the premise and you have the foundation of what you want to write about. You have the ideas, and then you're going to put it pencil to paper, if you will. Well, the ideas sort of come to me. I don't have the book in mind when I'm starting to write it. It just trickles down that way. So I don't know. So the fourth book, I'm not sure where we're going. And, you know, started getting involved with different ideas, and then you explore these ideas, and then every idea generates 10 other ideas and you weave your way through it. When do you know? Is this this extraterrestrial? Is this something else telling you that it's, you know that this book is ready? I mean, obviously it goes through editing process and all these things and you're going to get feedback. But you as the writer, as the creator of this, when do you know to say, we've used this word a lot, when do you know to ship it, to publish the book? I don't think you really ever know. I mean, every time I look at this stuff, even if I go back to the first book, say, I wish I had restructured that sentence better, or maybe I should expand on this scene. So there's no end to when you stop writing, but there is a point where you just have to say there's a law of diminishing returns of me putting more time and effort into it and not really improving it. I think that's the time to say, I'm happy with it. You know, looking at the man in the mirror, he's happy with it. My people are happy with it. Your people and then that's time. I think it's time. Yeah. So. Here we are. Reach for the stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been quite an odyssey. Love it. So Yeah. 
got to continue doing it. And it gives me clarity of thought more so than what Josh Allen had in the game last night. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great line. Clarity of thought. Well, dream big and reach for the stars. The name of the book is reach for the stars. Amazon, you'll be able to find it by the time this podcast is out or soon after the book will be available and be available for many years to come. But that line hits big, not only for the character in the book, but anyone reading the book and then for yourself as a writer. Absolutely. I think that's why it hits in so many different ways. And watching you and your career and your business and doing this and becoming a writer, talk about dreaming big. Yeah. Reaching for the stars. This is it. (laughs) This is it. Dreaming big. And I got you top of that.